0: Hello, and welcome to World Shop, the final episode of our story series, where we tell our stories based off things that we built on episode 118.
1: I really, I think it's impressive that after 10 episodes of doing this, you still never just wrote an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you never took the time to just, you know, you give me endless grief for being the one that doesn't put in enough work, and
0: you're right, but I mean... You couldn't just write. I put in as much work, if not way more than you do. And I wasn't going to do even extra work to do an intro when I do all the editing. Five seconds of work. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the story
1: arc where we tell stories based on some prompts. What was so wrong with again. what I did?
0: The final episode of our story series based off worlds we build on one um, eighteen. Because I could
1: see in your eye... First of all, that's not what you said. You said it differently than that. That's yeah, part of the problem. Okay, Anyway. Second of all, because I could see in your eyes that you were not sure you knew what the next word was going to be. <laughs> and I can really see it now because you're sitting two feet away from me. So yes. I can tell when you're like,
0: oh no, the tracks are being thrown right in front of the train. I, I do think this is... This is funny because this is the first and only time we will ever record together. This is the first time out of all 127 episodes we have recorded. Actually, with bonus, like 156 episodes that we have recorded. This is the first time that I've we been in the same in person, room. Yeah as you and this is very weird like actually being able to look across and see the physical cody
1: yeah and see my creepy basement where <laughs> i
0: record it looks so much nicer on video because i'm always seeing the angle of the part that looks good but then you turn like five inches to the right and you see like out into the hallway. Like, you can oh, close
1: my slide my pocket door there if you want
0: to i don't i want to keep making fun if of you, you wanna see and also go into the bathroom and basement. see the freaking nasty fork that's just, just sitting that in was the my peanut the... butter fork jordan i was in a dark place <laughs> don't, you don't even Have a peanut butter knife. You had a peanut butter fork. Well, we were
1: out of knives, and I wanted to eat some nut butter. (laughs) And
0: you just wipe off a knife. It's not that hard.
1: (laughs) It was almond butter that I was eating specifically, and I I don't even like almond butter that
0: much. (laughs) You 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 were in a dark place, and you're just eating almond butter with the fork and you don't even alone like alone at butter. like 11 30 <laughs> were you night? just eating the almond butter or were you like spreading it on crackers or toast i don't have to explain myself to you
1: <laughs> you're a guest in my home
0: yeah i've been treated like a guest too no it's you really like you have haven't been but i don't <laughs> treat most people <laughs> you have like to guests. to go get your own cups you have to go do this yeah and then hey, can you can
1: slept it? on my couch then so you're
0: you like hey yeah clean, can you empty the dishwasher for me and it's like what are you no, doing? You oh, and in. then I cooked most of dinner. Okay, no. What? No. I made the ribs. I made the colored greens. You cooked the macaroni and cheese, and you put the ribs on the grill. I did most of everything else.
1: I cooked the ribs.
0: You prepared Pre- the I, okay, ribs. Okay, I prepped everything. Is that better? I prepped everything Stuff um, for the mac and cheese. You
1: chopped up the colored greens. I made the, um,
0: uh the broth you made bone broth so you bone boiled broth. bones for 4 hours you cut up some leaves that's so and then i cooked them i actually physically cooked the i color cooked grease. the
1: macaroni and cheese
0: and i cooked the ribs you put the ribs on the grill that's what that's literally is. all that's literally all anyways we're not going to we are not going to do this Cody, it was a pleasant cody. meal it was a very, pleasant meal until you ruined the it. the ribs were really good dude. they were was,
1: it, was, was re- it was very good
0: somehow that worked out perfect
1: i've never made ribs before that was the first
0: that's like maybe the third time i made them like, yeah, they were, on a grill they were so good I, they, they were really really, really good. good yeah so cody what have you been into recently well i, I mean did stare directly at the mic as i said that
1: we both have been playing castlevania recently and yeah. I'm remembering how much I like Metroidvania's. Like I've been playing a little bit of Hollow Knight. You were there uh while I was playing it with Graham, which was fun. Are you okay?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, I zoned out. So you don't get to see this because usually I'm looking at the screen and you can't tell. Do we need to put up like a little curtain? <laughs> no, I just zoned out. It's fine. I was listening to you. I was my eyes unfocused sometimes. It's fine. Just keep going. I'm just You were say, playing Hollow Knight with Graham, the bug meat game. I swear everything
1: she... holy if I find out you're texting right no. now. No. No. So I'm you not. were just staring at text on a screen Yes,
0: you wrote. I, zoned, I told you, I just, my eyes unfocused sometimes. It just happens. Anyways, so. Hey, bug me, gave with Graham. I've been I mean, getting he into
1: Metroidvanias with, lately. He sits and remembering in front of the I screen
0: and doing. yells, bug me, bug me, bug me. And then he, by
1: the way, you are a very good sport with a child. So like, yeah. hats off to being good with kids. Yeah. You were very good with Graham this like day and a half that you were around. Yeah,
2: I'm
0: good with kids
1: well i'm just saying i spent 15 minutes hurling a two and a half year old at you literally <laughs> i picked him back up and threw him back at yeah me. and he loved it he yeah, had such he a having good the time. time of his
0: life he, yeah he's having a good time you've been having people in and out of the house yeah all we week really he's have just like,
1: oh new friend yeah like getting to be around some new vaccinated people is very fun for him yeah so. it's
0: very it's very cool to be vaccinated and like actually be able to see people again i forgot like like it's such a thing where it's like you don't really notice it when like day and a half in it's like oh this is just what normal life is but like after a whole year of not really seeing people other than like the small pot i had that dissolved and like <laughs> like actually being face to face with people's like oh this is what touch feels like
1: yeah well <laughs> and it's it's funny too because like for me it wasn't even that big of a difference because like a lot of my friends i hung out with online to begin with yeah because we had kids and we wanted to hang out at night and the only way we could do that is we would have to, like... We would, like... Wife swap? I say, like... Joke- wow! This is what this is what we jokingly <laughs> called it, where, like... Wow! The, um, I just
0: walked into a weird swinger's no, no, club. We,
1: we, would record, we would record, like, playing a video game or something. Or, you know, just play wow. games and whatever.
0: Why is this guy so intense about the rules? Oh, that's because there was an orange. <laughs> Anyways, swinger's club, so
2: yeah. So,
1: like... uh. You know, Mandy would go over and play a game with Zach, and Caitlin would come over and play games with me, and it was just so that we could, like, you know, like, Mandy and Caitlin could get out of the house, you know? Yeah. Um. But other than that, we were generally hanging out online, but for Graham, it's like he saw nobody. None. And he, like, it's good for him to be getting social interaction now, so I I feel very good about that. Yeah, because
0: he's he ain't vaccinated, and he can't it's we don't we don't we don't need that choice that is uh (laughs) we we don't need him to be around the unvaccinated people get sick so right
1: no like the moment he can be he will be it's just it's not an option yet for us because he's so young but you baby yeah so it's nice that there's now um you know a degree of safety and protection that allows us to have guests again which is fun
0: that's really good. I'm. I mean, I'm glad to actually the First time. Actually, it's the first time I've seen you in two and a half years. Yeah,
1: we, we figured it out. It's more. It's like a little bit more because you were you were at Graham's baby shower, and yeah. now he's more than two and a half.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So.
1: So probably really closer to three years. Yeah. Because I think the baby shower was like midsummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. three years ago. Yeah.
0: And that was the last time I came down here. <laughs> yep. like, oh my lord! Yeah, it's just very. It's funny because, like, I see you every week, so like I said, there's not, like, really a big difference between seeing you in person and seeing you online, but, like, yeah. it is weird to point oh, yeah, I'm actually in person. And, like, this whole thing of us doing this podcast in the same room is kind of weird because it's, I've – other than, like, the um, episodes with Mel, I've never – record it with another person
1: well and i used to do it all the time like the reason that there is a large table in my yeah, basement because that was the recording room. mixing board is because we used to do it with everyone in the same room like the wandering gamer network stuff but then when we had kids it just became so much easier to go okay kids are in bed get on discord a million times easier than trying to figure out how to get kids to our house during nap time get them to sleep all at the same time and record and not have like Especially at the time when like Caitlin and Mandy were both breastfeeding, it was like zero chance they were paying attention or knew what was going on, which is like not that that's their fault, it was just like a bad situation yeah, for everybody
0: because you, you kind of have a little monster on your breast.
1: Well, yeah, and like the kids were fussy, they didn't want to be stuck down here and not like yeah. rolling around upstairs. So, you know, it's was... but, but what have you been up to? I've um, talked I you literally t- um, literally,
0: playing Castlevania with you. I think I'm trying to think of before that. Oh, we've been playing don't starve together recently that game is hard that game is really hard it is yeah it was, i want to like it, that
1: game more than i do
0: i like the game it's just hard and then like we even like made it pretty much easier like, okay all of these supplies and stuff are going to be like um you know plentiful and then like the beefaloes over like there was overpopulation of beefaloes. the bees took over an area there was this weird eyeball plant that took over another area so it's like oh we can't go anywhere without being murdered by things
1: yeah so it's not messing around. That game is legit hard. Game, yeah, that game is legit
0: impossible. And like, so then we finally got it. So it was like, okay, we have it down. Like, one person goes out and gets like makes meals for the day. The other person's gonna like garden and stuff. And then another person is going to explore and gather like supplies. And then we ran into summer and burned to death. And then we tried it again. Actually, no, the first time we went ran into winter and froze to death. And then we tried it again. And we ran into summer and burned to death. So okay, now we need to prepare for summer, but preparing for summer is hard, or preparing for winter is hard. So it's just yeah. Yeah, no, spring it, and fall are the only like steady states. Yeah, yeah, the only steady states that you can have. Because summer you overheat in instant like even the yeah. campfire at night, you overheat in front of the campfire. Yeah,
1: you have to wear like um with like a straw hat
0: keeps you yeah. cooler and th- straw hat and like a feather vest or something. It's like one that.
1: of those things you have to do research. You have to like yeah. read up on how to play the game. Like, it's,
0: it's one of those things where it's like a lot of games you can. Just just go into and like playing like you like dark souls you find the things and stuff you like you you can find a way to you just give me a look now and I have did to you say not
1: that. read a lot of guides for dark Souls? No,
0: I, I, I read yeah i did but like a lot of it was when i first initially started playing before i was like okay like i that's why i went to most of the game with a long sword oh yeah you did do that because like i just wanted to like try to explore the game but this is like a lot of stuff you don't know what it does or what it means when you get it. It's like, what do you do with Nitrite? What do you do with this? Like, yeah. how can I make this work? And a lot of it is, like, what the heck is an evil flower or the perfectly normal tree? You have to actually look this up because you're never oh, going to yeah. find this out unless you just try a million things and, like, I don't have time. Yeah, unless
1: you want to die on repeat with your yeah. friends forever. That's all the game becomes. Yeah, so you actually
0: have to do research. So, I mean, I like the game. It is just very, very difficult. But it is fun to, like be on with friends and just be like okay so and so is going to run out and do this. So and so is going to run out and do this. And it was, it was fun. And I, because I picked the one character who's like a Boy Scout and tells like campfire stories to um, raise people's sanity. Oh, that's fine. So literally, it was just my job to like gather food. I was a house husband, gather food, um, cook food, and then I was um, telling bedtime stories so people didn't go crazy <laughs> and then rinse and repeat while everybody else like went, like um, one person was doing the garden stuff and the other person was doing sport, but I was just telling some bedtime stories and um, cooking all day.
1: I was like farming in those types of games like even in minecraft i'm always like i'm gonna make a wheat farm and eat bread like that's everything Uh, i don't like farming
0: and i also told you the other thing because yesterday we were playing castle fay the other thing i really don't like about games is menu management i do not like menu management yeah there's well no actually
1: the menus in that game do kind of suck they're weird Mm -hmm. because like the inventory is like very limited yeah very
0: yeah it's just it's a survival game where it's just trying it's hardest to make like the survival you have to the, work oh, survival. like you actually because yeah. like there's games like the long dark and stuff like that where you can survive pretty easily you can hit steady state really fast but yeah this, and it's
1: like growing and like yeah, leveling up your stuff
0: this is just like impossibly hard to stay alive yeah like, like just not dying gimmick. is yeah, difficult just, yeah yeah don't starve
1: <laughs> well and it's also like it's a game where if you die it's like well that's it we're new map you yeah know?
0: and we even yeah we even um have the thing where like you can revive multiple times, but every time you revive, it takes a chunk out of your health. Yeah. And so after, like, a while, you're pretty much useless because you only have a quarter of your original health. You get hit by one thing, you're gone.
1: Right. Well, especially if you don't have tons of armor right away, which is how it is at the beginning of the game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are some characters that just start with nothing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Walter... Though, Walter's, the I think, the best character, the Boy Scout guy, because he starts with a slingshot. He, um... Starts with a slingshot, starts with, like, a hat and stuff, and, um. He he, his sanity sanity does not go down unless he gets hurt. Oh, um, can he
1: tell himself bedtime stories
0: or only other people? Yeah, when when he his sanity is down he it does go up when you tell bedtime stories oh nice! Well, that's good it it, like he's honestly he's one of the best characters he's the one i always pick it's kind of cheap but i do like him and he kind of looked like me as a kid so it's fine
1: sanity is something that i struggle with in that game because the only way i consistently found to get it back was picking flowers and that flowers and
0: make petal crowns
1: that's like a very terminal thing you know what i mean you can only do that so many times hang on actual
0: sneeze i think that's the first time you've ever sneezed on this podcast uh, it might be. All right, I'm back. What's up? Okay, Um, I think honestly, I'm trying to think of other things I've done. I haven't really.
1: Watched. Oh my gosh, we both found out that we like Vigilante Second Offense. We want to talk yeah. about that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, really quick, and then we'll get into the show. But that was one of the things. So, Vigilante Second Offense, at least for me, was an N64 game that me and my brother played the ever loving crap out yeah, of. Yeah, I played we it on kids. PlayStation, but I a ton. All we did, like, we would literally get home from school, go down to the basement, immediately start playing that. Was or, your
1: gaming stuff in the basement, too? Yeah. What is it with Midwesterners? I don't that to their kids? know.
0: It was, yeah, it was all in the basement.
1: Like, I, screw like, vitamin D. Get in the basement with the broken TV and your, like, GameCube. Like,
0: okay. Yeah, and oh, gosh. And the, like, really, really crappy box TV yep. that, like, was, like, barely working. And honestly, yep. I played on that TV up until Xbox 360. And then it finally just, like, I can't do this anymore. That TV was older than I was. I got
1: so I was into garage sailing when I was in like late high school.
0: I was a trash person when I yes, was in high and school. and I
1: would just pick up TVs on the side of the road. Yeah, like fine. all the time, like big giant tube TVs. Because when I was People that age, them out
0: constantly.
1: Yeah, because it was when flat screens were coming out, mm-hmm. like really like fairly lightweight flat screens. So I had like four TVs in my room, and my parents hated them yeah and i was like i had like splitters and stuff so i could run all four of the tvs at once running the same game and i had like a giant surround sound that i had like fished out of a dumpster and gotten working (laughs) i had (laughs) it wired into my alarm clock and this is what i gamed on and i got an xbox and i was like oh boy i can play an xbox and i mean it was horrible
0: looking yeah
1: like unbelievably impossible to see and then eventually like when i started college i was like I'm gonna spend. $200. I don't think I played I'm Xbox flat screen. Yeah, I don't think I
0: played Xbox on a flat screen until I went to college. Yeah, well, it was I right think, before I bought a TV and I like. Told yeah, my I don't roommate, think I played you know, it on a flat screen until I went to college. Well, <laughs> you definitely did go. in my room. We yeah, played but, a lot of Nazi zombies. Anyways, um, Vigilante Eight sex, Second Offense, um. Yeah, it's a car game where you drive around and shoot up other cars. There's, like, a mild story, and yeah. I remember it, like, being awesome, and I remember, like, oh, yeah, you have to collect these things, you have to blow up these cars. There's so many unlockable cars that you can get and all of this cool stuff. And then we played it yesterday after 20 years of, like, the kid, uh, kid glasses, like, oh, this is the coolest thing I've played. I love this game so much. We played it yesterday after, like, at least 20 years. And that game does not hold up in the least bit. Fully broken.
1: Like, almost impossible to drive. Yeah, the draw the, distance the, the is the handle inches car, in front yeah, of your face. The, the
0: draw d- distance is barely in front. Like, you cannot see where you're going. The map is... So, the little, like, radar map, you can never actually tell what's happening on that. Reversing is
1: holding back on the D-pad, even if you have analog sticks, turned yeah. on. Yeah. It's like... Wh- it, what? I didn't even
0: know that you could reverse. Yesterday, I like it took me a while that like I was just pressing, buttons so you have to be able to reverse. And then reversing sucks. The handling on the cars is so bulky. Did you so did you bad. ever
1: put a car in the water? Like, did you ever get the propeller upgrade so you could like? Yeah. Drive? It, I just flipped over immediately.
0: It's so it's so bad. Like, and the like, what is happening. The Moon Tracker. I love. Fighting against the Moon Tracker because when you fight against it, they're driving around and they're like destroying things. Mm-hmm. But when you play as the Moon Tracker, you can barely maneuver yeah. that thing. That thing is the worst thing I've ever driven in a video game ever. And this this game it does not hold up. And no. I had like such kickass. Like when well, you mentioned it, you saw how happy I got. Yeah. To go, gonna play this, I can't wait. This yeah. The greatest game ever. And then we played. I'm like, oh no. I was pumped. I was like, yes, a game that
1: someone I loved. This game, it was so much fun. I was like, Twisted Metal was garbage. Vigilante Eight no. Second Defense. <laughs> On the PlayStation, played it for hours. How it's the same yeah, thing like over and we over. We played and over that again. game for
0: at least forty, at least forty hours. What? And what there's no. Did we do? How did I get forty hours out of that game? Every level same. is the same thing. The same. Grab item. three like five items. Grab three briefcases. Stop three bombs. Grab three papers. Okay, that's one. Protect whatever the building is. Yep. Okay, that's another. And then destroy all enemies. And every single and level the reality is, the is
1: it's destroy all the enemies that's all it is yes it is yeah, so yeah you, you can
0: literally just go through the game and destroy all the enemies though we were talking about that as like a thing that was old games because you only had limited um amount of disk space or disk space yeah, or sure. card space where all the campaigns could be done in like three hours <laughs> yeah
1: but i mean like
0: or less
1: mario kart was on the n64 that was a better game you know what i mean like, Battle Mode and Mario Kart N64 was better than that. And the handling was better. But th- and the draw distance was better. Well,
0: that's the thing. Think, think think, about it, though, is that game that we played yesterday was on the N64. You know what else was on the N64 that doesn't suck in the least bit?
2: Hmm.
0: Ocarina of Time. Yeah. One of the greatest games of all time, was, of time on the, was on the same system. And that, like...
1: Mario 64.
0: Mario 64 uh, one of the games. greatest like uh, like Star original Fox. Mario games. All these great heavy hitter games are all the same systems. And this thing, even yeah. like Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation. Well, what is happening? And
1: that's what's so interesting is like w- one of the things that I was interested about on uh, Symphony for the Night, the Castlevania game <laughs> that we've been playing, um yeah. is it didn't go 3D. Instead, when the PlayStation came out and they had better hardware and could store more information on a disc and, you know, run game, run better graphics, they went, we're going to make the best 2D game ever at the time, instead of going, we're going to try to make a bad 3D game. And Castlevania plays great. Like, yeah. It still it, runs amazing. I mean, it's...
0: Well, because the thing that I... I mean, and you probably get more power-ups and get way better at but the thing that I played recently was Hollow Knight, which I think is like top tier metroidvania like style because it's something that was made recently in yeah. the same style as castlevania that was made what 20 22 23 years but ago they're
1: basically the same game but i will
0: say yeah it runs <laughs> like, a little bit bulkier and there's like some things like you can only dodge backwards i can't See, dash I where, like I can that. only dodge backwards i don't like that because i used to be able to dash wherever yeah
1: And And, like, there's some stuff that is limited in Castlevania, but like, I sat there with an Xbox controller and did not feel like the only thing that felt bad was the inventory management was clutzy,
0: and that's it. Yeah, because there's so there's so many menus just to get to one item. But the game itself runs really great. Yeah, and that's playing and
1: fighting enemies feels good, and the enemies look. They made a
0: good. 2d game rather than making an absolute crap 3d yeah game. and they and could like, have made a good 3d well, game in in the way that, that lot they lot make those uh metroidvania games like they do save a ton of disk space and like that's why the soundtracks are a little bit more yeah. up and that's why like the bosses are a little cool because of the way the platforms and all that like yeah the level design all of it works and it, like fits on one space and you can listen to lots of podcasts talking about like the original Z- zeldas of legends what i was about to say legends of zelda you could listen to that stuff talking about that where they talk about how like they compiled all of that and like, yeah and the, that's why certain levels and certain temples look certain ways yeah it's, yeah yeah it's, but vigilante 8 was such a just disappointment
1: yeah it was well and we're we're planning on tonight after we get done doing this we're gonna like bust out so we're gonna knock like, the dust off of some old roms and yeah i can't i honestly
0: cannot wait to do that because i'm so scared after vigilate that Eight scared the crap out of me because it's like wait are all the oh no Let's. it's not. my
1: whole childhood wasn't it
0: oh no well then like because then i had sega dreamcast and i know that was a nightmare system
1: yes i remember playing quake at my uncle's oh, house no. and it was disastrously bad and the controller was like i, I like the n64 controller it's not a good controller but
0: oh the the um sega dreamcast controller is like it's like huge yeah it's
1: gigantic it's gigantic and it, it's cause then you can put
0: that like computer chip thing in it and, like watch the screen yeah that was a gimmick that died and i'm glad it's gone yeah sorry Sega. Sucked. i was never a sega
1: person sega. so when you know
0: I really really like the Sonic the Hedgehog games And then they made that one where you turn into a werewolf And I'm like I'm done I can't
1: Did you like all the times that Sonic has like Kind of been in romantic relationships
0: Mm -hmm. with humans That was only one game Cody That was literally only one game And then Shadow was in a Relationship with the human in um, Also Shadow the
1: Hedgehog Is this Sonic has never been good The thing about Sonic is everyone just needs to the,
0: the, fir- the first, like, three look, Sonic games are good. The Sonic on. Adventure original was pretty fun. It does have major issues, major issues, but still. Yeah, I just did that. Stop. <laughs> i just wish you weren't in my basement (laughs) no i I love how i thought i was gonna be the one annoyed i'm just looking at cody's face continually through this episode and just seeing him like die slowly having me in his face what i
1: need i need i need need, this is a service for all of our fans right all four of them um five we have five now five fans if any of you like sonic what i want you to do is just take a deep breath and go i was wrong (laughs) sonic is just as bad as pokemon both of these properties actually. Pokemon's suck.
0: not bad either. What is wrong with you? Pokemon, Pokemon is Snap beloved. is a good game. Poke. Oh, the po- new Pokemon Snap looks amazing. It's fun. I have it. It looks. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it's a chill game. It's really fun
2: game. It's a chill
0: game, girls. Anyways, it's a chill game. It's fun to play. Yeah. Okay, Sonic. Okay, look. Also, Sonic I was a, chi- I was a child when I played Sonic Adventures. I was a tiny child.
1: Yeah, when I was a child, you know what I thought? I thought Ocarina of Time was amazing and Sonic was garbage. Because at the time, Ocarina of Time was amazing scum. and Sonic was garbage. Sonic uh,
0: Adventure was a fun kids no, it game. Wasn't. No, it wasn't. Pokemon is a fun kids no, game. No, it's not. It's it, a waste what? of space. Okay, anyways. so um, It was a way to get so kids to guys, look at a spreadsheet Cody, what, what, what it was. Cody, what was... What did we, Pokemon what was is a time? way for Cody to get what are, what are kids on road trips. <laughs> Cody, what are we doing this episode? Desserts, Please stop it. Sheets. Spyro with the Dragon was also a good game. Spyro the Dragon was an Spyro amazing game. I yeah. just thought about that. Oh, that was on the PlayStation. The, the original Tomb Raider games were pretty fun, too. No, they were not. They're bulky as hell. You should play one again. <laughs> we'll oh, oh one is denied. it another
1: Vigilante 8 where oh. i going to play it? It's going to hurt me so bad. First of all, the graphics are a million times worse than you think they are, and when you try to jump and grab a ledge, you will just... Oh, no.
0: We might have to do, like, a 10-minute of Tomb Raider just for me to, like, look at it again, because I'm so scared now. See, the it's the, like kid lens like you put on the kid glasses and everything that happened to you as a kid was amazing oh yeah yeah and then you go back you look at this crap and you're just like oh it's horrible yeah this was absolutely
2: horrible a
1: lot of stuff on the playstation i'll say did not age well because they went really hard into we're gonna make 3d games and like if you'll kind of notice nintendo got a lot of the like no one is making games like resident evil anymore like resident evil 1 Find me a game that controls like that.
0: You control Dark like Souls those controls are, those like are controls. of Time. Yeah, go go, and the camera was always fixed, and you would just walk down the hallway, get stuck on something, that had to like back up yeah. and try it again blindly. Yeah, because yeah, the original Resident Evil. Go go go. Z targeting
1: is still used by games like Dark yeah. Souls, Bloodborne. Every action Mo- RPG. Yeah, made. I was
0: gonna say pretty much every act even like a like new Assassin's Creed does yeah. it too. like yeah. all games you target on a person shield sword yeah strafe side to side yeah like, it, that like, is... re- re- absolutely revolutionary for yeah. gaming like um but I guess the other thing I did want to mention is we called this out when we were playing Castlevania was the voice acting oh like now God. we're used to having like famous actors in games like and then Jordan. like the voice actors that we have now I just have such an important question for you though <laughs> yeah. what is a bad <laughs> What is a man? A miserable little pilot of secrets? But enough of that! How about
1: you? No, 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 wait, it's What is a man? (laughs) I love the The little wine glass. (laughs) What is a man? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, and I love the little thing because he doesn't like really throw it with his arm, it just flies out of the sand.
0: It's literally just like, eh, it is. But I I love that all of the voice acting was just one of the developers. They're like, "Hey, can, like your voice sounds fine. Can you read this?" But like every other voice in Castlevania is like, "Okay, we need to go get this thing. Let's go and yeah. play." You have the emulator thing. Robs play original Resident Evil and just listen to you were almost a Jill sandwich. Thanks, Barry, for oh, saving me.
1: I feel so bad. I stole Resident Evil from a coworker of mine. Um... More than a decade ago now. Whoops. He never got it back. It was his director. Well,
0: you should play Resident Evil. No.
1: I tried to play it, and I was like, hey, bud, tank this con- game is
0: bad. Tank controls. That's why they've been remastering all the old ones, because people go back to play. It's like, oh, new one's out, so I should go back and play all the Resident Evils. I cannot play this game. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, Ocarina of <laughs> Time, playable. On the N64, I have played
1: that exact cartridge. You but know?
0: also, the remaster is fantastically oh beautiful.
1: yeah the the 3ds one's great it I, looks And, and like
0: being able to take it wherever you can like is a yeah. huge bonus because i literally just played that on my back on a couch at like at 3 a.m yeah <laughs> just yeah. beat most of that game like at 3 a.m on different the days
1: the ds mario 64 and the 3ds like oh uh, i didn't know they had a ds mario 64 oh yeah and you can play as th- four different characters
0: i'm doing i'm, I'm and they added 50 stars that's that's what's gonna be my plane ride uh, game yeah. is mario 64 yeah no it's really it, really really good
1: yeah, it's like it was one of the first things that came out on the DS was Mario 64 or like Mario 64 DS version. You can play as Wario, Mario, Waluigi and Luigi. And they all have like slightly different moves and they add So some it's kind of like what they
0: did with Doki Doki Panic the like Mario 2 or whatever where um you could play as Peach and Toad and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And then they just added some extra areas and some, like, little, like, it's basically all the same stuff. That's but pretty it's pretty fun. Like a, and, like, the controls are a little bit better and the graphics are a little bit cleaned up. But it's, yeah, the whole game on it. What OBS. they
0: should do is, because, um, you know, lots of, the, like, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox games are going to photorealism. They should put Mario in photorealism. No. That oh, would be hilarious. Oh,
1: my gosh. I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Why haven't I talked about that? Mario Odyssey is fantastic. I haven't
0: played any of the new 3D Mario games. It's like, really good. The last one I played was the um, new Super Mario Brothers on DS, and that's a great game. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the same like side scroll with 3D graphics, mm-hmm. new power ups. Like you get the um, Koopa shell and like be rolling around. Like the 2D like 3D, well sorry, the side scroll 3D Mario games are amazing.
1: See, I've never gotten into them that much because I... Like, growing up, my grandma had a Nintendo, and the first console I really had that was mine was an N64. So, like, yeah, I was... I just never, like, played those games enough to really get good at side-scrolling platformers. But 3D platformers, I got way into... I
0: didn't get to 3D platformers until, like, Xbox.
1: Mm, Yeah, no, man. Like, I remember there was, like, a level in Mario... 64 where you could go there and get extra lives
0: yeah and you just yeah and you would
1: just that. go there a ton just to <clears throat> go and get extra lives so you could you know go and do harder levels but it was like the way you would get extra lives you would go and skateboard on a koopa shell around the lava and just like get tons and it was so much fun i would just do that for fun do you remember skateboarding in spyro this is a whole nostalgia
0: yes. okay we yeah okay we need to because we're 30 minutes in we need to get to the episode yeah we probably should So we, can we have mean, shorter chapters what well I mean mine is definitely shorter than last week because I did full seven pages and my you've seen my writing where it's like a block of text yeah <laughs> and that's mine's why they're four, so long so it's very short yeah yeah because you pretty much had your yeah, like, mine's ra- you had over. your climax yeah. last week yeah they and now your fa- yeah your yeah. falling action epilogue stuff. there was the
1: week. the twist about Mary being dead
0: which was really fun I really like that even though I did call it like I didn't know I called it but yeah, I did you call did, it you did. immediately
1: um so yeah, there was the there was just about Mary being dead and then exercising the uncle and now this is like a epilogue, falling action, whatever you want to call it. Chapter
0: yeah. ten. I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm, it was like, fun I, to write because
1: it's just like nice, you know. It's yeah. like my characters get to have good things, you know.
0: Yeah, mine on the other hand isn't that. So if you're just tuning into this, is your like first episode of World Shop or first episode in a while, and like you're just like, hey, I want listen to most recent one. Well, we've been doing a story series for the last ten episodes, and this is the final episode of the story series so um cody and i both picked supernatural paranormal like stories where i did anomaly hunters inc i guess that's the name i'm just sticking with apparently <laughs> where it's um basically this guy gets attacked by a doppelganger and then he finds out that there's all these like you know, supernatural events that occur in his hometown that are called anomalies, and he joins the team to help find and stop these anomalies. Along the way, he um, meets his new partner, Nate, who is a very confident, very just, like, gung-ho person, and they go on an adventure to save a goat, and that whole thing kind of, you know, they, they kind of mess it up but end up saving the day in the end. And then the last arc of the story is they um go to... Stop an anomaly at a hospital where Nate's mom is staying, and there was kind of a clash between Nate and their mom, and the whole big thing of what is actually going in the hospital. So last two weeks, we found out that the thing. So what's happening at the hospital is that there's been a bunch of suicides, and what's causing these suicides are these so-called death butterflies, which turned out to be kind of the same the same type of anomaly of a um doppelganger, where it's someone's wish to or desire to change the world basically finds form and it found form of wanting to help put these people out of their sufferings It found form into these death butterflies which create the negative emotions that drive people into suicide so that is the big the big thing and so what happened last week is they basically found out who was creating these death butterflies and it's the doctor Merritt who had been taking care of nate's mom the whole time and um as they were going to go stop Merritt, they walked out into the hallway and there was millions of these death butterflies and the whole hospital was in a panic so i'm gonna pick up right where i left off and go straight into it as i've been doing for the last 10 episodes i see your thumbs up maybe it's even more condescending when you're in person but yeah so this is weird Like I'm also on a different computer. So like the screen is much smaller and I don't have two screens and I can't technically look at you at the same time, but without further ado, this is chapter 10 of anomaly hunters, Inc. And this is moving on. The scene from the hallway was one of pure chaos. The death butterflies swarmed and flooded every open inch as the nurses and other people in the hallway reacted in defense. Some tried to simply run, while others who could not handle the pressure of the negative emotions fell to the floor and curled up, screaming to make the millions of voices stop. I looked on in horror, trying to push the thoughts of just let go out of my head and focus on the situation at hand. Alistair said that even knocking out Merritt could stop the, the anomaly, but how are we supposed to get to him through the dense cloud of chaos? Nate pulled me into the hallway with the butterflies and slammed Rachel's door shut. I'm not going to let one of those little monsters even touch Rachel. We need to stop Merritt now, Nate called through the chittering of the butterflies. This was Merritt's endgame. When he found that we were onto him, he didn't simply give up and accept defeat. No, his plan was to claim every life in the building and force us all onto the train to the deep pits of hell with him. The man was a maniac, to think he would escalate things to this level. If we didn't stop him, everyone here would die. I looked at Nate. They were beginning to give in to the pressure. They were disheveled and tears began to form in their eyes. It looked as if the dark bags under their eyes were getting deeper. I had already been attacked by the anomaly and had warded off their mental attack by finding something to live for, but Nate, Nate hadn't. For all I knew, this was their first experience defending against the butterflies, and from the looks of it, they were fighting a losing battle. I pulled them close to me by the shoulders and looked them in the eyes. Look at me! I called out to them. Don't listen to the voices. Force it out. You are so much more than whatever they are telling you. You can power through this. We can save the day. That's what we do. The entire hospital is counting on us. Yeah yeah is all they could manage to say they gritted their teeth and shook their head hard with that i grabbed them by the wrist and led them down the hallway from the data sarah had given us i knew Merritt's office was on the first floor somewhere when we got that far nate would guide the rest of the way i just had to help them push past all of the chaos we put our arms up as if shielding from a bright light to protect our eyes and move through the crowded hallway the only thing that would make this worse was an unexpected dive bomb to the eyes from, the, from one of the death butterflies. Out of the distance, I saw a figure approaching us. Somehow, someone was able to withstand the tsunami of negative emotions and move towards us. I kept moving through the hallway and noticed that the figure was Alistair. He too was holding his arm up and moving slowly as if walking through a blizzard. Terrible weather we're having today, isn't it? He called out to me, trying to hold on to his usual bright smile. He was struggling, but it seemed like it was in Alistair's blood to at least pretend everything was alright. To see the butterflies even getting to him worried me. Wasn't expecting this, but our suspect has made his move, I said to Alistair. He grimaced, and I couldn't tell if it was because of the butterfly's influence or the fact that we had let the situation get so out of hand. It's Merritt. He's desperate! He wants to kill us all! Nate said, straining to speak. We will put a stop t- to this no matter what, boss, I said, trying to reassure. Alistair lifted his white blazer and removed his sidearm from his hip. He flipped it around and handed it to me, handle first. I hesitated, and then he said, Trust me to do my job, and I'll trust you to do yours. Stop this maniac, and I'll make sure everyone in this hospital is safe. He thrusted the weapon into my hand, and I took hold of it. It was heavier than I had expected. I had shot guns a few times before at a range. My brother had taught me how to hold one and aim, and the rest I figured out on my own. But this was a much different situation. There would be a human on the other side of the iron sights. The situation was extreme. Killing Merritt would be one way to end the anomaly attack. I'm sure Ma- I'm sure Alistair had thought about it the whole way up to meet us. No matter what the thought was, I didn't believe that I could end another human's life, regardless of the situation. I took the gun anyways. I had to act now and think later. Danny, let's go now. I don't know how much more of this I can handle, Nate said and began to move forward. I realized that's why Alistair handed me the gun. I had already faced the butterflies head on and the voices bothered me, but I seemed to be holding up just fine. That run-in with them prepped me to take them on this final time. I had to use that to my advantage. Go! You guys end this! I'll cover all the rest, Alistair said, and then slowly faded into the dense electric blue flurry of butterflies. Okay, let's go! I have a hunch that the elevator won't work. We'll take the stairs, I said, grabbing Nate by the wrist again. I didn't want us to get separated. Either, Neither of us should have to fight the battle on our own. I just needed to get them out of the storm for one second so they could refocus their mind. We moved at a much quicker pace this time. I threw caution to the wind and just pushed with all of my might. Through the flow, I finally saw the emergency stairs and flung the door open, bursting through to the other side. Nate flew in behind me just as the door was closing. Despite a few of them coming in with us, the stairwell was completely free from the attack outside. Exhausted, Nate leaned their back against the door and slid all the way down until they were sitting on their butt. They they let out a long, deep breath. Nate looked terrible. The area around their eyes was completely red and their breathing was harsh and rapid. You can... You can go on without me. I just... I just need a minute to breathe. I promise I'll catch up to you, Nate said quietly. There was no time to argue. I just had to stop Merritt. I gave them a look as if to say, are you sure? And they nodded, closing their eyes tightly for a second. I didn't know what angle the anomaly was taking with them, but I knew it couldn't be good. Where, where is his office? I asked Nate, trying my hardest to tone down the intensity. First floor, room 115. As soon as you get out the stairwell, turn right and it's the room all the way to the end of the first hallway on the right. Got it, I said and ran down the stairs, Alistair's sidearm in hand. It was time to end this in whatever way I could. I didn't know what would happen from here, but I needed to do this and save everyone. This was my superhero moment, a shitty one at that, but every superhero I had read about had to make hard decisions. Once I hit the first floor, I burst through the door to find the situation was similar to the third floor. This time, I wasn't slowly going to wade through the storm of death butterflies no this time i went into a dead sprint and ran as hard as i could through the clouds of butterflies and to Merit's office the door was closed but never mind that i tucked my shoulder and slammed into his door forcing it wide open it didn't matter if the door was locked or not i was on a mission there he was the villain in my story he whipped around to face me with a surprised look on his face after all i did bust down his door He probably wasn't expecting such a dramatic entrance. I slid to a stop from my run and drew Alistair's sidearm, pointing it at Merritt's chest. He looked at me and smiled. His grin sent shivers down my spine, but I didn't stop aiming the gun at him. I should have known something was off when you two were poking around yesterday. I guess you stumbled into the truth. But never mind that, things are well underway, he said in a sinister tone. Call off your bugs now, I said loudly. I will not. I don't do this out of any malicious intent. I do this for the good of every patient in this hospital, he said. Every word that came out of his mouth made me sick. Stop it with the self-righteous bullshit. Call them off or everyone here will die. You're a doctor, aren't you? Isn't saving lives your whole gig? You think of death in such black and white terms. I am not your villain trying to kill everyone here. I am simply setting them free from their pain. That is my job as a doctor. Everyone here is suffering. They need to be released from this mortal plane. Those who aren't in pain will only live long enough to see suffering. There is only one finite path in life and that is death. To end the suffering of others has been my goal since the day I was born. The butterflies only opened my eyes to show me there is an easier way to end that struggle. You are forcing people to live out of your own selfishness. You are forcing them to carry on through years of thorns so that you feel better, not them. Healing people is only for those living comfortable lives, not for those in pain. "'These butterflies are the lights that will guide my patients into peace. "'I am the only one who can end it!' he said in a manic-crazed voice. "'I don't care! Stop this now or I'll put a hole through your chest!' I screamed, trying to sound tough. I didn't want to have to shoot him. I was trying my hardest to think of another way. He stretched his arms out and leaned his head back. "'Go ahead and shoot, boy!' I have already made peace with my own ending. I will be set free from this world of suffering, regardless of what happens today. Just in a split second, he charged me. I tried to get a shot off, but it just skimmed his shoulder, barely drawing blood. He slammed into me with force, knocking me off my feet, and I fell to the ground, dropping the gun. It clattered across the floor, past me, and behind Merritt. I tried to stand up to get to it before he did, but he used his hand to shove me on my back as he moved to pick up the gun and pointed it at me. I stood up slowly with my hands in the air and stared down Merritt. This was Checkmate. I knew he wouldn't hesitate to kill me as he believed he would be setting me free. I see you're suffering. I tried to set you free last night, but you resisted. And for what? To end up right back here? Just let go, Merritt said in a sinister tone. Before he could pull the trigger, I heard something whiz past my ear. A folding knife struck Merritt in his hand right on the knuckle of his middle finger, almost severing it. Nate was right. They never missed, and that came in handy in this instant. Merritt roared in pain and dropped the gun to grab his bleeding hand. Without a moment to think, Nate pushed past me and tucked their head into, tackle, into a tackle, spearing Merritt's stomach and grabbing his legs to pull him off the ground. The man tumbled backwards and struck his head against the edge of his desk. I saw his eyes roll to the back of his head as he fell to the ground. In one fell swoop, Nate had knocked the giant of a man unconscious, something I couldn't have dreamed of doing. But Nate wasn't finished yet. They straddled the older man's unconscious body and lifted their left hand into the air, bringing their fists down hard on Dr. Merritt's face. A slight pause, and then the right fist, and then back to the left, and again and again, yelling obscenities the entire time. They didn't stop until I pulled them off of Merritt. Hey! 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 Calm down. Just calm down. I think maybe, just maybe, you got him, I said, struggling not to laugh. Nate saved the day. I could feel the pressure from the butterflies dying out, and hear that they were dissipating behind me. "'Sorry, I got carried away.' "'You were going to shoot that asshole. "'I didn't want you to have to deal with, the burden, with that burden on your own. "'Remember our rule. "'No one shoulders the whole mission. "'Not even you, Wonderboy,' Nate said out of breath. "'They gave me a weak smile and then fell back down into a sitting position. "'They had been through the ringer the last few days, "'and I could see it on their face. "'They looked like they needed another five years of sleep.' But they still had their strong presence. Nate was an undying force of strength. Because of them, I was able to get as far as I did. Thanks, you saved me. But how do you break out of the Death Butterfly's spell? I asked. Well, you told me you made it through by realizing you had something to live for. You wanted to help me, no name, and my mom. I... Well, I... Well, I held on to all that anger and rage I had from wanting to beat Merritt to death and used that fire to propel me like a jet engine, Nate said, their smile growing bigger. Well, got the job done, so who am I to complain? I laughed. I extended a hand out to Nate and helped them to their feet. Let's tie this guy up and find Alistair. We left Merritt hog-tied with zip ties in his office and made our way up to the third floor again. The threat of the death butterflies had nearly disappeared, leaving an ashen blue residue throughout the hallways. Despite the butterflies being gone, it was still chaos in the hospital. People were trying to recover and nurses were running around trying to make sure the patients were okay. When we made it to Alistair, he was already running damage control and talking to the administrative staff. He gave us a wink as if to say, I knew I could count on you, and continued to his job. The rest of the cleanup crew was on their way, so for now, there was nothing we could do. Nate rushed to Rachel's room to make sure she was okay. Not a scratch. Everything seemed to be okay and her vitals were normalizing again. Immediately upon finding out everything was okay, Nate fell back into a chair and sank down as far as they could. Job well done, Danny. Now if you don't mind, I am going to sleep until the next year, Nate said as they put their feet up and closed their eyes. You and me both. This was a hell of a mission. I laughed and sat in the chair next to them. Yeah, thanks. We managed to make it out alive. This shit is never going to get easier. I hope you know that, Nate said quietly. I'm prepared for that. No matter what the world throws at me, I found a place to plant my feet. You're stuck with me, okay? We're in all of this together, I said to Nate. They nodded with a smile but kept their eyes closed. I knew they hated the sentimental stuff. But it was true i found my calling at no name and despite the turbulent life i liked it but never mind all of that it was time to rest we have finally saved the day when the no name crew finally made it they quickly began to spin their cover story they claimed it was a gas leak that's why everyone thought they saw butterflies and flashbacks not your normal gas leak as it was a setback for the one who was actually orchestrating the events the story Alistair went with is that Dr. Merritt was using hallucinogenic gas in order to convince patients to commit suicide so he could act as an angel of death with a clean conscience. He was arrested and charged with premeditated murder and conspiracy, and conspiracy to commit murder, among a few other things. With closed-door proceedings, no name worked to put him into their controlled custody where he would serve, serve his time. Sarah, Nate, and I were among the witnesses to help put Merit away for good. Nate was happy to finally say good riddance. With the cat out of the bag, Alistair offered Sarah a position at No Name. And with careful consideration, Sarah joined acting as a nurse for No Name's care unit. She was part of the team that looked after all the people who were affected by anomalies. After the butterfly incident, Rachel's health seemed to be going back to a steady state. But a steady state for her was still pretty rough. Dr. Christ was in charge and assured us that he would do everything in his power to make sure Rachel remained okay. He didn't know the gory details, but he felt like he owed us after, merit, after the Merritt incident, since we were the ones who had caught him in the act. With Rachel and Nate actively trying to forge a relationship, Nate was at the hospital at least once a week to make sure Rachel was okay. I went with them on most of the initial visits because Nate still didn't feel comfortable being alone with Rachel. After a few months that changed and Nate began to go to the hospital alone most weeks. I was happy they were given the chance to work it out and despite rough patches, Nate was happy too. Nate and I kept to our usual routine of plowing through cases and then hanging out all over Westonville. We made a good team and together we were completely unstoppable. I knew we could do anything and solve any case and the more we worked together, the more willing Alistair was to send us on tougher cases. No name had become my home and my family. They gave me something I, had ne- I never had before and never thought I would be able to obtain. I was working my ass off to never let them down. Didn't matter all of the setbacks I had gone through in life. I finally got to where I felt I belonged. A few months had passed since the Marion Hospital incident and I found myself sitting in Nate's Jeep across from the Westonville Old City Bank. Nate was fiddling with supplies, and I was mentally trying to prep myself for what we were about to do. Okay, okay, just one more time. Tell me why we are here again, I said, flustered. You read the briefing, but fine, I'll go through it again, Nate said. Some dude happened to get a hold of a mystic sword anomaly. Now they basically have superpowers. Yeah, I got that, but what's so wrong with that, I said. Well... The loser let things go to his head and now thinks he's some type of god. He has been stopping crime, sure, but instead of being like the superheroes from your comic books, he has been murdering all of the criminals to stop them. Even the pettiest of criminals, like old purse snatcher Nick, God rest his soul, Nate said doing a Catholic cross. Yeah, I get that and all, but why are we about to rob a bank? I yelled. No one was around and Alistair had already contacted the administrator of the bank to tell him it was, quote, Just a drill. Well, if this dude wants to play superhero, then we get to be his supervillains. Plus, this is where the censors have tracked the sword repeatedly. I'm guessing he works here. I bet he is one of those who thinks his life is so boring he became a vigilante. Well, I'm ready to put some fire into his life, Nate said excitedly. They were too pumped for this mission. So, we are just setting ourselves up to be murdered by a dude with a magic sword? I sat back, my fear equal to Nate's excitement. They smiled big and reached into the back, grabbing a shotgun. Come on! We have enough guns and rubber rounds to conquer a small island country. Plus, they said, cocking the shotgun with one hand. I have been practicing this all week. Fine. I grabbed a sidearm and a rifle from the back and pulled a ski mask over my face. Nate pulled down their mask and smiled big for me again. Hey, look! We never get to cut loose like this. It'll be fun. I wouldn't want to be anywhere but here with you right now. That's because you get to shoot up a place and get paid to do it, I said back. We walked across the street, guns blazing. There was very little security, and the bank was more for show, for the old rich that still lived in Westonville to put their deposit boxes. We would see very little resistance, well, except the guy trying to kill us with the magic sword. I'm ready whenever you are. I sighed, standing against the wall next to the front entrance, as if I was preparing for an explosive breach. Perfect, Nate said, providing the explosion by kicking open the front door with great force. Okay, motherfuckers, nobody move! This is our bank now! And that is the end of my story.
1: I was trying to figure out, you told me that you were ending with a swear, and I'm like, wh-
0: where? Is <laughs> how, it? How are you going to throw in a swear there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so that ending, that little, like, bit of them kicking open the door, like, robbing a bank, that was always in the plan. Oh, I was I gonna just,
1: ask if it was because you saw the Will Ferrell gif. Oh, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> no that was always in the plan for the beginning. It's like, I wanted to set, set up, like, another adventure they go on and just... No, like, I like it, that. It, like, that was the idea of just, like, like, to show that, like, yeah, while they're stopping anomalies, that they are still pretty chaotic, neutral, doing whatever they'll take to stop the anomalies, even if it is kicking open the door to the big and robbing it with shotguns to force a guy who has a magic sword to fight them like i just also thought that idea was pretty hilarious Of just like a dude has a magic sword and now he's going around no
1: I like, like that killing end. criminals no I, I i liked i liked the entire end i thought that was all
0: really good thank you i like seriously i've been worried about the story for the longest time had a lot of anxiety over writing it but i really 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 enjoyed writing it and like having 10 chapters will flesh out this idea and then like i still have more ideas and eventually one day we'll maybe do it maybe we'll have like we've talked about doing like you know bonus episodes stuff like story things and having guests on for other story episodes whatever capacity i can do it again i really like the story i loved writing the characters i was very careful with the characters and i thought about it and if there are issues with the way i wrote it please let me know so i can know for the future and right yeah and get better because i i don't know this this was something new i wanted to write a very diverse cast i wanted to do something special with these characters and i mean danny was basically just me
1: (laughs) right well and i think it's good to have like i understand like kind of rooting it in a character that's very easy to write from a perspective of you know what i mean but then i think it's good to try to like do the make the effort to try to write from different perspectives you know what i mean yeah. and not just always write from the same type of person's perspective all the time i think yeah. that's and like you a learn good practice. by doing
0: and like i said if if there was anything wrong with the way i portray the characters please let me know i want to get better right i i i that that's something that's important with me is carrying through diversity in my stories because diversity is very important to me yeah the main character is a black dude because he's me he's literally me. Danny is literally me and like a lot of, like that's why like we talked about monologues stuff that's why it was so easy for me to write a lot of monologues because I was just like okay in this situation what will be going on in my head oh that yeah right <laughs> And I, I don't know I liked it I liked the big explosive ending with like the like having like an actual human villain amongst the anomalies and like yeah Merit being, like, a complete psychopath. I wish that I had more time to develop him where it wasn't just, oh, he seemed like a cool guy the first time you meet him, and then suddenly he's a psychopath the second time you meet him. So that that was, like, I guess a downfall of the writing because we only had 10 chapters, so I couldn't, like, really have Merit around. Yeah. But I think, like in the long run makes sense guys have a god complex of wanting to set people free type. Thing. there
1: was more like town stuff that i wanted to do as well that i ended up yeah. doing so i understand that that like 10 episodes is still not a full-length novel you know yeah
0: and then yeah i mean but like we just wanted to do these yeah. little stories and i i liked it and i'm definitely this is this story's gonna stay open and i'm excited to see wherever the characters go next i, ha- I already have story arcs planned out so. yeah i because you know it's me because it's you yeah because yeah. it's me Anyways, Cody, without further ado, please hit me with your best shot. What was just kind of summarize synopsis up till now? And then. I already did, didn't I? No, because I, I started talking and then I just went directly to what my oh, son was
1: Oh, last time on mine was oh, yeah, you defeated and uncle. Yeah, yeah, twist did, with okay. Mary. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I don't think this is going to take long. I was smiling broadly and holding a letter in my hand that read, Eviction Final Notice. It was not right of me, and I knew that. I had shirked responsibilities, and had let this go on for far too long, and now I was going to lose my home. Oh, what? But all the same, it felt like I was letting a part of my life die that needed to. Sometimes you just need a clean break. The time I spent in that place was terrible. Literally nothing could have ever been worse. I hated every moment. I hated the people, the stress, the anxiety, the constant haunted feeling. At this point, I started laughing as that thought crossed my my mind. What are you cackling about? I know you're technically some kind of witch, but this cackling has got to stop! Oh, um, I'm being evicted. Oh, well, are you evicting yourself? Should I get a bottle of wine again? I could catch you on fire, like I did with your uncle. I have a habit of burning members of the Grimes family. (laughs) No, no, not from here. I would never give up on our B&B. No, I'm getting evicted from my first apartment. Ah, and that's funny? Well, yeah, cuz honestly I was just thinking about how I always found that place stressful and it felt like it was haunted. Mary snorted. Well, I do see the humor. As she said that, a figure with black eyes that matched Mary's and dark and a dark light shining from it paced slowly up to me, all menace and anger. Oh, hey Jean, can you go rattle the pipes in the flower festival room, maybe flicker some lights? You could make some stuffed animals float. The family, staying, the family staying there was mumbling about how they don't think my B&B is actually haunted. <laughs> sure, Amy. <laughs> Anything for you. Thanks, Gene. You're the best. Remember, if you ever get tired of haunting, you can always just hang out and mingle with all the other post-life guests. No worries. I love my work. I think I might try... I think I might try... Getting to have the TV have blood flow up the inside of the screen. If you break one more electrical device, I'm going to dock your pay. The three of us started laughing again. I look around the Grimes Haunted Thrills B&B still smiling and holding the eviction notice from my old apartment. The place looks completely different now. Natural light streams in from wide clear windows. The place looks like it belongs in a home improvement magazine. Lester has done a great job. The floor is still dark, rich wood, but now the rest of the home is all light maple and bright greens. There is a comfortable seating area in the foyer. Guest children run back and forth playing tag or hide and seek with Milo. I decided I needed an accountant, business manager, and facilitator of children's entertainment, so I hired Milo. After he decided he needed to quit Clover and Sons. The massive table in the dining room was sold, and now we have a handful of smaller tables where we can serve our guests. Amazing seasonal and regional foods cooked by Mary and I. Cooking here is still a dream come true, and I never have to make one dish with even a slice of kick and jalapeno cheese product. (laughs) The library was now set up for people to read or play board games in. Aside from the wonderful B&B that Mary and I ran, um, there was also our gimmick. The place was haunted. The nicer the place became, the more spirits would arrive. They came in droves, happy to have a less miserable place to haunt. The bonus is that the supernatural activity occasionally manifests in the practical world. I've had to have a few talks with unruly spirits that got too aggressive, but on the whole, most of the dead are happy to just congregate or haunt in novel ways. It's really been a huge bump for the business. I walked through into the dining room and saw a welcome sight. Lester and another older guy were sitting at a table eating and drinking coffee. Bill and Lester sat talking like old friends about sailboats or drywall or maybe something about old carburetors. Do you remember who Bill is? No. Actually. Client she was friendly yes, with in the yeah, first episode. Yeah, from the very first yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, first episode. She tried
0: to hawk the cheese product to He's like, uh, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like, why aren't you talking to me about pasta? Yep. Okay, aside over. Lester's wife was sitting with him, watching her grandchildren run around the foyer, knocking over several decorations that Lester had just put up. Lester had made a habit to come and stay here once a month with his grandkids. His his stays were always comped to his calm protests. I wander in and take a seat. Hello there, you two. Miss Amy. Now, really, we do have to talk about the bill. The kids are tearing up the place, and I really should be paying. Oh, yeah, speaking of, Lester, I have some more work for you. There have been some damages lately that I need you to fix. The usual rate uh, will apply and meals will be included, of course. He sighs as there is a smash smash from the foyer and the joyful scream of toddlers. The carbonara is to die for, by the way, Amy. Aw, thanks, Bill. I'm glad you finally got out here to stay with us. Factory didn't catch fire when you left, huh? I'm on vacation. Left my work phone off and at home and everything. If they need me, they can send a helicopter. Oh, by the way, thanks for making me the burn basil pasta last night. I didn't expect something off menu. Hey, we've known each other for years and we're just now meeting for the first time yesterday. I had to do something special. There's a loud thumping noise that carries in from the foyer, followed by mm, followed by a wheezing old voice where is she where is the girl that has ruined this historic location dad we talked about this you cannot just barge in here don't take that tone with me child you have no idea what she's done here the order is in shambles and milo shuffles into the room or miles rather (laughs) right miles followed by milo the worst named characters in these stories shuffles into the room and sees me how dare you how dare you you impotent child oh hi miles would you like me to set up a table for one for brunch i will not even dignify that with a response you fool lester begins to stand and bill looks confused it's okay lester i got this miles you're disturbing my guests and i'm going to have to ask you to leave if you're not here for brunch or for a room I WOULD LIKE TO SEE YOU TRY, CHILD! Mary walks in and sees Miles. She grins and walks over and leans down next to his ear and whispers so only the three of us can hear. You know, Miles, I've been afraid of you for years. I knew you were a murderer, and I was in the house. I heard what you did. The only reason I didn't come forward was because I was too scared for my life, you know. But maybe I should go and talk to the police. Tell them I knew that you were here when poor dead Howard was found. Maybe tell them I heard you shouting and saw you standing over the dead body. Maybe you threatened me to keep me silent. Or maybe you should just get out now. <laughs> I looked over at Jean, who looked excited by the argument. Jean, the ghost is always ready to show someone the door. I said aloud, "Jean, could you show our guest out, please? Jean's grin broadens. And he starts throwing plates at Miles. He kicks at his cane and tugs at his suspenders, blows massive gusts of wind. To everyone else, including Miles, it looks like the spirit of the house is attacking him. Oh, sorry, is attacking Miles for his angry words. But to me and Mary, we can see the jolly ghost having the time of his death chasing Miles from our home. Milo, Lester, Mary, and I follow to see our guest out. We stand on the front steps, waving and smiling as Miles limps out to his limps out of the house and hobbles down the steps to his immaculate and ancient car with fear in his eyes. I put my arm around my friends, smiling a massive smile that reminds me of my newfound memories of my mother's wide, happy grin. I finally have found a home and a family to match. That is the end of my last
0: chapter. That's- Glorious! I that was glorious, right? It was just fun. I was, was just glorious.
1: like I knew that I wanted to have the thing where uh, Miles comes in and tries to be like you're doing something little
2: bad, little. and Mary's
1: just like, "Well, I know you murdered Howard." Yeah, I'll go to the police, and he's just like, "Oh." Uh shoot
0: <laughs> i i just i like the, the like haunting ghosts that are just like sitting around I was like okay yeah i'll go hunt. also your reference to the blood flowing up the walls
2: was yeah. there
0: and i like i don't know if you saw me smiling so just, i'll make the blood flow off i was like how oh, we yeah, got, that's got the, that in every time we talk about blood yeah that's
1: the uh evil dead reference yeah. of yeah you just gotta keep the blood that's flowing like, up, up the walls them.
0: yeah <laughs> I, I i love that reference no but i I've said it every single episode we've done this is I absolutely love your story, um. You no, you've done a fantastic job creating this world and it's, it's it's
2: been it's been good.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny. It's like the only thing I wish was that I just had more
1: time with it, like, yeah. because I, I think I mentioned this last time that really the obviously the most underwritten character is Milo, um, because originally the idea was that there was going to be a romance in yeah, the story yeah. between Milo and Amy. And really, I either needed to go, Milo's character has to go away and the there's a romance between Mary and Amy. Or I needed to have more time because I wanted Mary and Amy to be like friends that had a B and b You know what I mean? Um, and if I wanted to add a romance on top of that relationship that needed time to be established, I would have just needed more chapters and more time to give Milo something to do. He just didn't. He basically could have been written out of the story and it would have been fine. But I, I like, set him fine. up and then it was like, oh, shoot, well, yeah, I stuck mean, with him.
0: I guess that is partially, partially, and I'm not making fun of you in any way, but that's partially the discovery writing issue. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, where, that like happened you, to me a few You times. had an idea and then as you wrote it, it evolved. I mean, that didn't necessarily happen to me the same way. Like, there was only tiny changes for myself. Yeah. That's because... I planned out the entire story from the day I pitched the idea I had the whole thing down. I just needed to get the gory details out. I knew what, like, the plot points were going to be.
1: So, like, what, well, and really there was one thing that changed a little bit, and it was just because of, like, the timing and the pacing of the, it didn't work out. Like, there were chapter breaks I wish I would have done in different places having written the whole thing.
0: Yeah, 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 same.
1: Yeah, which we talked about. But the big thing was I wanted Amy to, like, get in her car and leave. Yeah. And then, like, I was kind of tossing up of, like, either, like, her just staring at her, like, windshield in the rain and realizing she had to go back and, like, try to help. Or I was gonna maybe have it be, like, talks to a parent's ghost, something like that. I wasn't sure yet, but there was gonna be this sequence where she actually just left. And what I ended up doing I liked better, which is where she went to... Um, mary's cottage and was like that's where she sat and thought for a minute was like okay like mary's dead but i don't think that necessarily means that mary was lying to me or doesn't actually isn't actually my friend you know and like kind of coming to terms with like i wanted it to be her embracing her abilities and her heritage not trying to get rid of them but doing it in her own way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like okay whatever like i have extensive knowledge and can talk to dead people that doesn't mean that i have to be like my creepy uncle you know um but yeah i i just wish i had had more time because i actually think it would have been fun to write milo as kind of like a character like milo was the one that was supposed to have like a face turn you know yeah. where he was kind of like a heel at the beginning like because mm-hmm. his dad was a jerk and he was like the son of a jerk and then would have like hung out with Amy and Mary and been like, oh, I like like this better, and you kind of could see him, like, become... A- and there was, there was, like, that scene kind of happened where he, like, apologized and was like, hey, sorry, like, I was... I made the same assumptions my dad did, that you were just gonna be your uncle and you're not, and I shouldn't do yeah. that. Um, but it just... I never had time to really do that more. Yeah, get the guts of it. Yeah,
0: which was unfortunate. What you did was fine. I mean, that's partially the problem of a podcast, too, is, like, we had a set amount of space to write. I couldn't decide that I wanted 30 chapters. And then, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we said 10 chapters, and that was the set amount of space that we put. You have to, no matter how much your story evolves throughout the thing, like, I had, again... I'm not saying that mine's better than yours. I want you to know that. But, like, mine, I had the idea that this is a continuous, ongoing thing. So right. I could end it at any point. Yeah. And, and this just had do what I did end. of, like, the epilogue of yeah. this happens to this character, this happens to this character, that ending. But, like, yours evolved as you went. And if we had unlimited time, you would have been able to have fleshed out all of that. But we had, we said 10 episodes and. About five or more pages an episode. Right. Well, and, like, the stuff with
1: Amy and... Well, the stuff with all of these characters had to be wrapped up. Like, Mm -hmm. they're... There, there isn't yours was a story in yeah end. yeah, yours yeah. Ended. I, I would mine never want to write this like part two of this story this is like they don't go on to become ghost hunters you know yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right i
0: also think like i mean it's never gonna happen But i think if i ever continue the cheeky thing of like mentioning your story of mine because they could technically happen in the same universe
1: Yeah, no, it's actually true because she is a uh
0: what's it called she's a an anomaly. Yeah, she's yeah she's technically an anomaly, and all the ghosts are technically like that yeah. whole ish thing is an anomaly. So like, yeah, when things get too crazy, exists. she
1: has like a really bad ghost come in. She has to call you guys for help. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, come in. Nate comes in with like the Ghostbusters vacuum. So he's like, no, no, no just talk them out of here. It's like, oh okay not sorry. not all the ghosts just just that one <laughs> sorry i'll go put this back leave gene alone he's supposed to be here <laughs> yeah i i just i don't know I, I i like the idea that ours are set in the same world <laughs> i in my
1: mind by the way like the ghost that i named gene that's just gene from bob's burgers
2: like that's, that's <laughs> yes. why
1: that's like the type of person that oh. i imagine being her ghost that's just like I want Burger Squatch to be like haunting everybody, you know. Gosh,
0: that's hilarious. That that's that's kind of fun. That, yeah. Uh, no, I, I think he did a good job. I think we had a nice little wrap up. I was afraid I wasn't gonna stick the landing, and like just the whole because t- like you said, like we had I had three stories and like having to combine them together was a little bit like. Again, idea was always there, but a little bit hard to actually write and make sure that those through lines stayed. I mean, there were through lines from, like, the beginning that stayed in the story. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, even from the beginning of the arc, like, the whole Nate never misses a target thing. Mm-hmm. I pulled back at this. I mean, again, original plan. That's the only reason I had said that in that chapter. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, I never miss, because I know he's. they're going to throw a knife through someone's hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and it's like, I think it's trying to be the right way to put this this is like what i've liked about our podcast from the beginning is that i think a lot of times with these types of creative endeavors having finished things is what people generally don't do and what i I shouldn't even say people just me like that's what i I frequently would fall short on like i did naNoWriMo once yeah and like what I found out from that is that it was never an issue of hitting the page count. It was an issue of actually wrapping up a story. Like I could write more than my page count every day, more than the word limit with no problem. The problem was I couldn't get a story to hit an end. You know what I mean? Like it just like was a mess and it fell apart. And so what I liked about that though, was that I went, okay, like I wrote a novel. It was novel length. It was bad. But I learned a ton about writing a novel, you know, and I learned way more about writing a novel from doing that than I did from half-heartedly doing it a bunch of different times. So what I like is that we have these, like, set beginning and end things where we're like, all right, project done. We're moving on to another thing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Because maybe someday we do decide that one of these is good enough that we want to try to polish it more, but i have done it a bunch of times by the time that happens. And even if we never do, I go, hey, you know what? I, I liked this story. It was cute and it was fun to write. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's, it's fine, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, that that's like one of the biggest things about this podcast. One of the things I like the most is that I have a million ideas. And I always like, you know, we already have done easily 125 episodes with mostly different ideas every mm-hmm. single time. But when am i ever going to get to use those and i and it's always sad to see things that i've been thinking about for a long time just go to waste and with this podcast i am able to a lot of like the smaller like dumber ideas just get out in one go right yeah yeah, yeah. okay that was weird that that didn't hit the way i wanted to okay it's done or maybe that was really awesome and eventually i write a story in it but at least i have the idea in a physical form that it's not just living in my head yeah and like even with like this story great i got this out i love this idea when we mentioned doing tens episode thing immediately this came to mind because mm-hmm. i had the idea of doing like a like these the death butterflies was like a horror story that i had like originally written in my head and like other stuff and it just came together and i like that we've done different like types of things worlds and we've done stories and failed dnd things and um audio dramas and stuff like that we've done different creative endeavors to keep like the first keep it interesting but the second to finally get all the stuff out in many different forms yeah like i mean i was talking about this the other day with some friends like the idea i've wanted to do is like make a comic or webcomic with the friends i'm not the greatest artist so i would need to team up with someone but i have the ideas but i think even without that i'm never going to be bummed that it never it doesn't happen because i get to do it on this show i get right. to get the ideas yeah. out on this show and i'm glad i'm happy that like um what, 120, at least 120 weeks ago, we were like, "Hey, you want us to do a podcast go. Yeah, sure. Well, what were you thinking of doing? It's like, "Well, let's do like a creative writing. Thing. Let's like build worlds and stuff." And then it became this. Like, we yeah. started out wanting to create D and D worlds, and then we turned it into this thing. And I like this thing.
1: Well, and that's where I've said this to you before. That like to me, what World Shop has basically become is just like my creative writing venue of any sort. Like, yeah, I, I don't like doing the world like the kind of like once a week worlds. I think is, like, a good thing that we do and a good, like, almost between projects. But having these projects where we, like, do an audio drama or do a short story or, in this case, like, a novella-length thing, like, having those projects that are, like, I can, like, kind of invest in and care about and think critically about and then take enough time to do, it's, like, that's good mental exercise for me because, like, professionally it's not something I do, right? Like, I'm not a creative writer in my profession, which is fine, Um, but it, it stretches another muscle. And I really like that, that it kind of gives a venue for that because I, I have the same thing, right? Like for me, it's like, Oh, I have these ideas for video games that I want to do. Yeah. And if you'll notice a lot of my worlds end up being about boats and stuff because I really want to make a video game that's similar to breath of the Wild or not
0: breath of the wild wind waker. Waker. Yeah. Like that's initially what I said when you made the breath. It's like, Oh, this is wind waker. Yeah. Like.
1: (laughs) I love that aesthetic. I love that setting. I am fascinated by sailboats. There's, like, a very... I was considering buying one this year and didn't. I mean,
0: you still should. I, I know, like, you're about to have another kid, and, like, the whole thing is going to unravel. But like, it makes no sense to buy, buy a sailboat. It makes I no sense, but, like, I've always sail. wanted to sail, dude. I've always
1: wanted to sail. There's a, there's a sailboat club, like, near me that does lessons and...
0: Hey, Amen. Covid going Looks well. Looks like the cards are all in your yeah. favor. Well, cuz like the thing
1: is, with this, this is a random tangent. Like I I love picking up skills. That's always yeah. been a thing for me that like I like knowing how to do a lot of different things and like that's why I learned how to ride a motorcycle. I've taken motorcycle courses. I can't imagine sailing is harder than riding a motorcycle. It's certainly not more dangerous than riding a motorcycle. Um because you don't have to wear a helmet and like yeah, but you armor. Can drown. When you, yeah well can i though (laughs) like on a lake in calm waters
0: yeah you can easily drown on the lake in calm waters
1: my point is that like boat
0: gonna capsize no
1: (laughs) if my boat capsized
0: i think i would be okay even if i wasn't wearing a life preserver
1: and i'm not a particularly strong swimmer because i'm not in the ocean in a tsunami (laughs) like i'm uh, i'm in a lake. large
0: bodies of water actually scare me because like you're out there completely alone usually cell phone service doesn't work in the middle of a lake or an ocean yeah see
1: that's never well And the lake that's near me that i would be sailing on it's like decent sized lake it is fully surrounded oh, yeah. by i was gonna say or, sorry, oh yeah Because when i
0: think of lake I, Beep out I, where grew, I live. the lake that i think of is lake erie a great lake oh yeah no I yeah, was, that's horrifying <laughs> i've
1: been out i've been out swimming in like lake michigan oh yeah. nothing like i couldn't see I don't like that. That is horrifying. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, I actually nearly got lost doing that one time. Like,
0: Oh, yeah, because then you don't know which way is which. You though. don't know
1: which way is which, and I, the boat was drifting away from me like faster than I could swim to it.
0: And I was just like, ah! <laughs> That's horrifying, Gunny. You almost died. Anyways, we're back, to, back to World Shop and writing stories not um, boating.
1: Yeah, so mm. my point is that like I, I like that I do have a venue where I can like do creative writing for those things because realistically
0: i'm like never gonna be a video game programmer yeah and i'm never gonna be a. Co- well i i one day could but it's a very lofty idea to become a um, comic book writer
1: right and it's like and the problem is that like when, when you job. talk about mm-hmm. writing a comic book or like designing a video game you're talking about the part of it that requires the least skill and the least man hours. Yeah, the hard part of a comic book is drawing that thing and then yeah. writing because you can bubbles do all. Of the, you can
0: do the um, bubbles of dialogue and all the like panel layout, but someone has to spend hours yeah the reason it's expensive is
1: hand drawn every single frame takes an incredible amount of time and with video games it's like i could come up with the greatest story ever for a video game hours
0: of coding like literally one bullet is like coding and art design (laughs) (laughs) like like (laughs) to do do like one bullet and like you can edit the bullet code for different bullets but to do one bullet is like hundreds of lines
1: yeah there's like five art designers on a video game and a million catted people and software people that are making the video game happen you know
0: yeah yeah the writers are like yeah they're great and all they can make the ideas yeah, there's four life. of them but <laughs> but it's the whole team that has to make it it's like yeah but but this is a great idea if this goes nowhere i'm fine because at least i created something yeah right right and, and with it's like story art, at that least I'm happy i wrote with. the story at yeah. least i wrote a story that i enjoyed i i spent what we spent 10 weeks writing this yeah and a little bit more recording. But, yeah, we spent 10 weeks writing this stuff.
1: I guess we spent probably more like 12 because I kept having to take weeks off. Yeah, but
0: we spent yeah, but we spent 10, 10 weeks writing this and, like, creating this thing. And there was never a moment where, like, I don't want to do this. I was so excited to sit down in my, like, world that I created and build these characters, build these relationships, build just a fun little thing that I got to read. To maybe ten people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing, though, is it's like, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually want to be famous. So, like, that, I don't care anymore at this point. It's that hilarious. has so many pitfalls that people do not realize. Yeah, we talked I, about like, them last night. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have a career I'm very happy with and is stable. Well, kind
0: of, well... More stable than what, if a, being a... <laughs> stable
2: in
1: the way that I'm unemployed technically right now, but yeah, unemployed but st- in a good way. I was, was going to say, it's things.
0: like, sta- stable <laughs> in that we wouldn't have to worry about viewer count all the time. Yeah,
1: I'm not missing mortgage payments. I'm unemployed in a way that means I'm moving on to something better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're both technically unemployed at the side, but we both yeah. had jobs like up. Which is why we're here.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is the only reason I was able to come here is because I left my job to travel halfway across the country to live in a mountain
1: yep yep and i i left my job to just get a
0: i honestly (laughs) wonder what living in a new area is going to do to my writing because westerton chronicles this and like um all these stuff i've done yeah what are the cryptids in in in, well in the place you're living yeah yeah yeah, but like that but like also Uh, all of them cryptids all of them have been small like small town midwest that you know that
1: small towns exist in other places. Yeah, but, no, besides here,
0: right? but very specifically Midwestern <laughs> small town. You know you know what I mean when I say I do, midwestern small. But all my stories like they're all based off of where I grew up, and that's why they all start with W names. <laughs> like even that one like superhero one where like everybody had like a weird power. It wasn't always like, Oh, I have Superman powers, so, like one person could like make broccoli really well, or whatever I said to that story. Like that was also set in a small western town. It's yeah. like midwestern town. I was, like, yeah, yeah. I wonder what movie is going to do to my writing. See, I've always been
1: pretty, like, uh, I've, I've definitely done both. Like, I have written stories that were based on my childhood. Like, characters are, like, based on, like, my grandpa, right? Like, I've yeah. written that story, and I, I was really proud of the way that that character worked. Um, I don't remember what it was called now. Um, but, and, like, the name of the area, in it it was, like, based on, like, a kind of, like, regional midwest thing it was like kind of an inside joke whatever um but a lot of times my writing is like about locations that are somewhat like uh wish fulfillment for me like it's never gonna happen i don't want it to but i love the idea of opening a bed and breakfast on the like east coast of course yeah. and i
0: love the idea of hunting down things that could possibly kill me why don't you just start hunting bear I was gonna say cougars, but okay. Like, you know, mountain lions and light, the cougars are just a single shot rifle. Get if a I large miss that one shot, freezer. that thing is tearing through my chest in a second. Yeah, get get a, get a large
1: meat freezer and start bow hunting bear. You know, <laughs> oh <laughs> god,
0: that's horrifying. You People have to get it. that bear exactly right, or People you do are it, dead.
1: And generally, they have a guide with them that has like a fifty caliber
2: rifle. <laughs> yeah,
0: so they miss. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. yeah. Because yeah, like I said, if you. you F up, you're not gonna get that second shot off because bears can move very fast. Yeah, a grizzly and bear will mess huge. you up. <laughs> and they can take like they take multiple shots to put down too, unless you have a fifty cal rifle, know exactly where to shoot. Yeah, or you're really good with a bow and arrow apparently, because people do it and they're nuts. <laughs> (laughs) i i can't my aim with the bow i have a bow my aim with it is horrible but i also have recurves well and no sights
1: this guy the guy i'm talking about like his thing is recurve bows oh gosh yeah Yeah.
0: recur i love recurve bows because i feel like robin hood we need to end the show robin hood shot a longbow oh he did shoot a longbow didn't he
1: yeah because he was an english archer
0: yeah he did shoot a longbow but i agree with you i like recurve bows because it makes but yeah it makes you feel like all of the like they fantasy look, things, they look awesome, you know? They look like the fantasy things, yeah. Like, you pick up a boat, it looks like you're playing a video game, where you hold the sights on, you see the string come back, yep. Yeah, no,
1: I, I've never understood. Like, I don't know, I'm real aesthetic with my like, um, ranged, like, you know, hobbyist firing stuff, you know, whether it's like guns or bows. Like, I've never understood the like practical side of it, where it's well, like, I need the, I need something with sights and a bow. It's like, well, what even. Well, if you're gonna shoot a bow... I guess
0: even when I've gone to ranges, I've always... Like, when I go to range with my dad, I've been allowed to pick the gun. I've always gone revolver because I feel like a cowboy. Yeah, it's like... like, I have a long long revolver, and I feel like a cowboy loading, like... Bam! It's like, yeah, that's the only gun I've shot is a revolver and, like, a rifle. (laughs) The
1: machine (laughs) of it is the fun of it, not that you can... Like hit some. I don't know. Yeah, no, like, what, I just like the idea make?
0: of looking like a cowboy yeah. or looking like a fantasy character with my bow. I do these things specifically because of the wish fulfillment of like, oh yeah, I could be like Legolas or something. Yeah, absolutely, had right? Mm-hmm. Well, or was that long? <laughs>
1: he had like a fantasy bow. I think in the in the in the movie it was kind of vaguely recurve Vague. yeah, 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 yeah. Because it wasn't like a flat piece. It was flat and then had like yeah that's on it yeah it was kind of yeah i woke up a picture
0: anyways we are way off topic what we're trying to say is that the story series was really good and i really enjoyed doing this and like straight up cody i'm whatever we we'll talk about it some other time but whatever we want to do next i'm excited for because i've had a chance to do creative endeavors and i mean in the near future maybe within this year or next year of um sometimes doing like having guests on just to do like a like campfire story read type thing if we all have a different like one-shot story to read i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah be I, a long I agree so but i think it'd be a lot of fun um but yeah so that's i think unless you have anything else to say about world shot me or my story and how great it was um, i think it's good <laughs> i'm good okay well that's been the show um yeah, I'm glad we got to do this. Cody, what are your plugs?
1: Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. Uh, I was streaming there uh, today yeah, and, and yesterday, yesterday
0: with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. For the first time ever. In the same, I just still think it's so funny for the first time ever to be in the same room while doing this stuff. <laughs> it's just such a weird... Because even when we streamed before, I was over on Discord watching your stream and commentating on it. <laughs> and that's why I was always like... 30 seconds off because I was watching the actual stream but yeah no no it's been fun I'm glad I got to come down especially before going on my adventure across the country and finding a new life but it's, it's been good um you can check me out on the 50 different million things that I do like I said I'm gonna be moving so we're gonna have like maybe a week or two hiatus coming up and then um, Cody is going to be expecting a new child so we're gonna have probably another week or two Oh wait, actually are you okay with me saying that on the air? I don't. Right? What? That I'm having a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, so when Cody Cody's having a child in July, so there will probably be a few weeks to a month of hiatus there. I might try to do the thing of having guests again um and do like maybe stories or just world builds or worksheet worlds again. So yeah, we'll we'll have some hiatus here and there, but I still want to do the show because it's, like we said, a creative outlet, and I like it. And I like the idea that this show has transformed from just reading worlds and stuff to being any type of creative. We're building worlds regardless, and it's great. But yeah, you can check me out on my Millions of Endeavors. Um, we Belong, the anime um, talk show I do on Twitch on Wednesdays. Then you can check me out sometimes on Saturdays where I stream with Leah um, from the side characters. Then also our other podcast my other podcast the side characters podcast where we talk about diversity in their culture is um comes out the same day is on the same platforms as this podcast so wherever you find this you can find side characters um and then you can check me out on um my friend trend's twitch channel where we um read really bad fan fictions and laugh about it um we just read a really really bad pokemon fan fiction so if you want to catch up you can watch the clips but it is dave strider's pokemon trainer all of the words in that um title are re- spelled wrong so just try to type it out um and outside of that that's all i got i just have a lot of endeavors a little bit of a hiatus coming up but we'll be back soon and yeah anything else Cody?
1: Till next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye! Shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>